0: being a narc that's the worst thing you could be in a restaurant yeah like you know like we're trying to be out here and survive you know we're eating dirty food off of other people's plates we're doing stuff we're putting bread rolls in our pockets for later you know we're taking a roll of toilet paper home (laughs) like don't narc us out you know yeah
1: working overtime serve beer at a bushwick dive. just trying to stay alive but it's so damn hard But I will not worry Though life ain't going as I planned
0: I heard and be hard But it's so much harder Well, I keep doing the best
1: I can The best I can welcome
2: in and welcome under welcome back to under the apron the podcast for micromanagers we don't have a lot to do we are drunk we're pissed off that we didn't become actors and we're going to take it out on you so mike if you don't tuck your shirt into your underwear and shave shave your earlobes you're off the podcast buddy i don't want to tell you again (laughs) all right
1: wait wait, what are the chances that my t-shirt is tucked into my underwear right I swear dude. Uh, well good then sw- you're following <laughs> protocol. You're finally listening to my to my managerial skills. Um I just quickly want to make a a fun announcement. Yay. Um a friend of the podcast, a past guest on the podcast, Mr. Keith Kelly, he and his remember Keith uh, yeah, of who, course. Uh, so listeners out there you might remember him. He partied with uh with with um Christopher Lloyd. Yeah, he he partied with Doc Brown. Uh Keith uh, and his wife just had a baby yesterday.
0: Yeah. yeah,
1: I haven't gotten confirmation. It's been hard, you know, as I'm sure it goes with uh, even look, he didn't. Yeah, he still hasn't told me. Uh, they, There's still I still don't have confirmation on the name. So uh, I'm just going to say welcome into this world. Uh, blank Doc. Kelly. Doc. Yeah, Kelly. little little Doc Brown. Obviously, <laughs> his name might be Luca. I, I'm not oh, sure. Maybe. So so maybe Lou, maybe Lou. Welcome to the world, Lou. Congratulations, Keith and Christina. Love you guys.
2: Congratulations. Yeah, I
1: got I got a new little I got a new little nephew.
2: Beautiful. C- congrats.
1: Yeah, um uh, Keith. Appreciate that. Um
2: Yeah, man. Uh I uh w- we are getting ready for an art show on Friday, so that'll be fun. Uh Mike oh, yeah. will hopefully be able to show a piece depending on if we have uh, I don't know about all the logistics, but that's exciting. Uh, I just finished all the shit that I was making for it. So looking forward to that. Natasha may have stolen a bike. We're not sure about that. She got really drunk one night and the next morning there was just a bike that was unlocked in our in our little area. <laughs> um, and we have downstairs neighbors that are Japanese and they don't speak English. And so we thought maybe it was theirs. So we asked the guy and we go, is this your bike? And he goes, yeah, 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 yeah. And then we go, okay, well, <laughs> you, do you want us to put it in? He goes, yeah, 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 yeah. So then we realize he doesn't know what we're saying to him. He's just saying, yeah, yeah, because so now it could be his bike. It could be a stolen <laughs> bike. So if you got your bike stolen in Williamsburg and it's brown, we might have it. Um, <laughs> we have a very special guest today. Uh, we have a uh, a very old friend of mine. Um, who already did the podcast, but it was part of what was stolen on the laptop in the TSA. So some dickhead somewhere has that episode. I hope you're enjoying it, you absolute piece (laughs) of shit. Uh, But great excuse to have one of my lovely oldest friends back on the pod. Uh, We met through a mutual friend of ours named Jimmy. Um, who I worked with for a long time. Love Jimmy, doesn't answer his text, but great guy. Uh, <laughs> and Jimmy and our guest Emily and I and Emily's sister, Erin, lived in a basement in Astoria for a couple of months, got mm-hmm. drunk, played acoustic guitar, had little pet turtles. It was just a, a fun time, for loco, rollerblades, wild, wild days uh, in our <laughs> 20s. Um, and she has since moved away from New York and away from the, uh, service industry, but she is amazing. And we're glad to have her back. And I apologize for having to make you do this again, Emily, but thank you for doing it again.
0: It's okay. You know, I orchestrated that robbery so that I could come back. So (laughs) it's all part of my grand plan to have (laughs) you guys just do this episode with me on a constant loop in perpetuity. (laughs)
1: yeah no it worked out she she actually she definitely would have been canceled after some of the things she said on that last <laughs> uh, that, original, right. that. that original that original um <laughs> no but truly uh so happy to have
2: uh, emily back and or or for the listeners on for the first time i love 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 this person spent a lot of like real quality time um when we were young and all working in the industry together so happy to have you uh that being said Let's jump right into Emily's story. So Emily, the floor
0: is yours. Yeah. Yes. Well, thank you for having me, guys. And um just wanted to say I love being here and chatting about all the stuff. It it's a lot of fond memories, like thinking back to my to my bartending and serving days and just uh, New York in general. Living out there was so fun. And um yeah, so it's great to be here. Um, and I also wanted to mention that the the basement apartment that we lived in um, for a while was lovingly nicknamed the Vortex That's by Laurent. Nice. Mm-hmm. Laurent did name it that because <laughs> when you went in there, it had no sense of space or time. Um, it just kind of existed and uh, it existed in a weird way, just like all of us back then. So That's right. anyways, well, <clears throat> my story... I like look down and I could like see the inside of my leg basically. <laughs> I will never suck
1: your dick. <laughs> I wound up watching Back to the Future getting fucked up with Doc Brown. As he like sits her on the stool, and no joke, she shit herself.
2: Oh
0: like... no! <laughs> Dude, the story's crazy, guys! It's story time. So now that we are getting towards the end of the year, um, I thought I would do a holiday party story. So <laughs> I have a pretty good holiday party story from when I bartended at, well, bartended and managed um, a gastropub in California and um, did so with Laurent, yours and my dear friend, Jimmy. Mm -hmm. Um, We worked together. So um, we were working at this gastropub and they decided to do like a, it wasn't an official holiday party. They were like, let's have a gift exchange. Let's bring our gifts to the restaurant after it closes, like exchange the gifts. And then the restaurant was on like a walk street that then went down to like a bunch of bars and restaurants. So they're like, let's like do the gift exchange and then like all head out and go out. And we, um, danced on the tables. We danced on bars. We hopped from one to another. We poured ourselves drinks. We, just really let loose. And this was not a company sanctioned event. This was us just being total fuckheads and just kind of just getting into like a real amped up like party spirit. Well, the next day, um, Jimmy, our friend Laurent, got a phone call from one of the owners saying, did something happen last night at the restaurant? And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And he's like, well, I've just been sitting and watching two hours of camera footage of people <laughs> stripping on, on the bar and drinking and stuff. And he was like, oh, yeah, well, whoops, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, long story short, um, we didn't get in trouble. Why? <laughs> Because unions work when you stand together and you all fuck up, <laughs> they can't do anything to you. <laughs> so, um, they basically, they, they sat Jimmy down because he happened to be the manager who was on duty that night and they love him. And they were basically like, you know, we, we came in to, to do some, um, inventory in the morning and we noticed there was a cake that was in the tr- the trash. That was like the only thing. And they were like, that's so weird. Why is there a cake here? And so that prompted them to, to check the cameras. And then they sat for <laughs> a couple hours, the owners and watched us all put dildos in our pants and swing them around and, <laughs> uh, you know, do body shots and take our shirts off on the bar and um, all this stuff. And they were like, you know, it looks like you guys threw yourself uh, your own holiday party and uh, we hope you had fun at the end of the day, you know, you can't fire everyone. So if everyone gets crazy, then you get off scot-free, you know? And uh, that was, that's kind of like one of the only like work holiday parties that I really remember, you know, and it's the (laughs) one that we kind of just impromptu did on our own, you know? So that's my story.
1: Those are, I love it. Th- those are great owners, you know? Yeah. Cause I feel like I feel like you gotta let your people do their thing. Uh, you know,
2: if you if you know Jimmy, shout out to Jimmy. Uh again, answer your text. But um the just the most lovable dude on the planet. You can't be mad at Jimmy. Jimmy, you, you <laughs> could find out that Jimmy like Broke into your home and like peed all over your shoes, and you be like, yeah, oh, he's so he probably he meant well. Like he's just the <laughs> the sweetest little Jimmy ever. So
0: well, that uh, was actually the you know probably one of the saving graces of that situation was if it had been any other manager, yeah, we they probably would have gotten fired. But the owners loved Jimmy just like you were saying. Laurent you know they adored him and they were like oh buddy like you know like look at you and he's like I'm sorry and they're like okay honey you're fine you want to raise you know and they and they (laughs) just loved him and we were like thank god it was Jimmy you know Um, that's another
2: that's another uh, piece of advice for everybody if you can't get all of your staff to be there at the same time at least have Jimmy there yeah. Pay, yeah. pay for a flight. He, he, he takes about, I think yeah. it's like 200 hours to
1: hire Jimmy. Yeah, to 200 an hour, yeah, so yeah. And then yeah. you're good. They're to be
0: beloved, ones. yeah, and to cover yeah, for you. Yeah.
1: 200 an hour, but he's not going to respond to your texts. That's no, right. it's really <laughs> hard right. to get
0: to him. Well, he's busy, Laurent. He's fielding all these texts, you uh, know?
1: I mean, he's a busy boy these
2: days. Very successful. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, also, I just wanted to say, you know, it, we were talking about the Vortex, um, and I, we, I didn't really paint the picture. Like we, all four of us, myself, Emily, Jimmy, and Aaron lived, it was a studio apartment. So it was four <laughs> people in a basement, like no walls. We put up some like impromptu fake walls. I slept on a, an inflatable mattress that would deflate every time <laughs> that I slept on it. So by the time I woke up, I was being like hugged by like a plastic mattress. It was it was an interesting time, but we loved each other so much that it, it yeah. didn't um, it was
0: a it was a it was a single mattress too, right? So it wasn't even like you're on like a like a, a full or a queen, you were on yeah, like no, no no literally like a camping mattress that would yeah. deflate. Uh, yeah, and you sometimes probably- you'd get the couch. Sometimes you'd get the couch, Laurent. If you Laurent, were a good boy.
1: You, you were probably hanging off that thing to begin with. Yeah when I it was, was fully deflated. I was,
2: dude. <laughs>
1: but honestly, like I, I look back at it, it's funny.
2: You know, it, for the sake of this podcast, but I, I think it goes. I think it's worth saying. I believe all four of us were working in the service industry at the time. I mm-hmm. can't remember what Erin was doing. She but
0: was, yeah, she was, she was yeah. hosting. Hosting. Yeah.
2: Uh, also, shout out to Erin Pete Lukes. If you want to go see a, uh, if you're into music and uh, want to check out a new artist, she's she's a wonderful musician um, who actually helped me a lot by showing me some of the open mics around New York City when I was just getting started with my doing some spoken word stuff um but yeah like it's such a romantic thing to to look back mm. at now and it's just four young kids trying to make it in the big city all working in bars and restaurants literally like sleeping on top of each other um yeah. <laughs> but making it work and having fun the whole time it was it was a really special time that i i look yeah. back you know fun. i don't so really I was- remember
0: i don't remember ever using the kitchen you know, I don't remember cooking. I don't remember cleaning. I don't remember any of that. I just remember like piles of cash. You know, we'd just pull cash out of our, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you just pull wads of cash out of your pocket and like throw oh, yeah, it on yeah. top of something. Yeah. Laurent, one time you paid because you were, everyone was chipping in, right? Cause I, I, it was my apartment and then people would like give me a little money to, you know, pay for stuff. <laughs> and Laurent one time paid me in, um, in restaurant checks which are like ten dollars each you know <laughs> so he just like gave me a bunch of signed over checks that were like twelve dollars forty dollars <laughs> twenty dollars
1: <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> Laurent really quick just yeah, before yeah. we fully fully leave the story because this is this is worth it but trust Ooh. me uh okay just to call back up the um what Emily was saying about the tapes being what what kind of gave them away the two you know, two plus hours of you guys dancing naked on the bar and whatnot. They're so like, what what do you see that's on these tapes that's so bad? Like, show us. So there's a friend of mine, Dom. He's about six foot five. He's a giant, amazing, just beautiful person. He's an amazing cook, great bartender. Um, they pull up the clip and it's it's him picking up our friend Nick and essentially putting him in stand-up 69 position.
0: <laughs> so so Nick's
1: junk is here uh-huh. and he's got him upside down for like for like five minutes. And he's just <laughs> jumping around the bar. And apparently Nick's screaming the whole time, like, let go of me. Like, And he just won't. And he's and he, apparently the joke was he was trying to shake a bag of coke out of his pockets that Nick wouldn't <laughs> oh, give him. My <laughs> and I guess apparently he uh, he eventually got it. But uh yeah, that was it. Just another another clip of you know another someone being like what could have been so bad of that, yeah. like here's the tape
2: <laughs> yeah man all right
1: yeah that, yeah i also i
2: that reminds me of uh a bar that i worked at that uh I, I was friends with the owner and he told me that uh the manager hit him up and was like hey i was looking at the uh the video the camera from last night and after laurent closed he literally was just looking in the mirror and flexing for like 15
1: minutes <laughs>
2: I don't know oh, what was going on. I think I it it was just like I just got lost in the mirror and like forgot that I was in yeah, feeling so, yourself dude. that, that was You're one of the more yourself. embarrassing moments that I've had It's just like ah, my manager and owner just watching a video of me be like a complete piece of shit
1: um oh, yeah if you guys God. could send us that if you guys could send yeah, us that tape, I'd love uh, those tapes I want to see those Instagram. Tapes. Yeah, yeah we'll clip please. we'll clip that in. So
2: Emily. yes sir. beautiful, wonderful guest. Uh, yeah. Emily, <laughs> would, you, ooh, 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 would you like to go first or second for Topic Roulette? I'll go first. Okay. For those of you at home who don't know what Topic Roulette is, uh, we've both, both Mike and I and and our guest have come prepared with a topic about the service industry. We don't know what each other's topics are, and we discuss for about eight minutes. So Emily, what's your topic?
0: Yeah, so we actually already kind of touched on it a little bit, and it. It's a little, like we mentioned it a little bit in the last time we spoke, but this is actually a little bit more targeted. So I wanted to talk about tipping, but specifically the idea that people who make tips can earn a reduced hourly wage. It's always sat with me wrong because, you know, I remember you could work an eight hour, 10 hour shift and you could leave with $20 in your pocket. And it's like, that's just such a hard way to live you yeah. know
1: i'm not sure what the solution is i i don't i haven't thought that far on it but um obviously if if there's like a some something as abstract as tipping which you can leave with ten dollars you could leave with two hundred dollars how could your hourly be based on something that has that much variation to it you know what i mean like that that right off the bat is just just is just gross. You know what I mean? Like very clearly fucked up and not the right way to do it. The the bottom line is the whole system is kind of fucked because like Mike said, it,
2: it rests on a foundation that was basically meant to exploit these co these workers and, and not have business owners have to pay their employees. Right. Everything that's come since then has all been kind of jumbled. And, and, you know, if you're, if you're in my position, as I've said on this podcast before, then you're going to uh, reap the benefits of a system like this because I, I can make a, a shitload of money where I happen to work from my tips. And now that there's, I'm getting paid a little bit for my hourly as well, that's that's a nice little icing on the cake. But there's more people in the industry are are suffering from this type of stuff than are, you know uh, reaping the rewards. There's been many a day that I left restaurants that I was waiting tables at where I walked away with 30 bucks in my pocket and didn't know how I was going to eat or how I was going to pay my rent. Uh, luckily my tenant at the time or my landlord was taking my, uh, $10 paychecks, but, uh, (laughs) um, yeah, it's, it's a weird, it's, it's a, it's a weird system and I'm not sure what the right answer is.
0: Again, there's, it doesn't sound like there's a good answer, but there's good conversation around it. And, um, and who knows what the future will look like? But um, I just, you know, my heart goes out for all those twenty-two-year-olds in New York, like working really shitty restaurant jobs and getting stiffed by people who are just walking out on bills and stuff. And you know, and you know, just stick with it and stick with your friends and creative vortex and have fun and do the best yeah. you can, you know. Yeah. So here's another aspect: is think about the times that you have bartender served and you're waiting on other industry people mm-hmm. and you're like they're going to make me my money tonight yeah, because sure. they're gonna leave me, you know, 40%, 50%. So it becomes like a self-insulating, like a, you know, self a community that takes yeah. care of itself. Yeah, you sure. know, and like you said, like a lot of people don't even know, but like everyone in the industry knows. So like you're like, yeah, I made a great ton of money last night because a bunch of people from the other bar came over after their shift and then they tipped me a shit ton of money. And whenever I go out to eat with my friends who used to work in the service industry, like we could be served, you know, an old shoe on a platter and we'd be like, oh my God, thank you so much. Here's 50%. I love you so much. You're the best, you know?
2: Yeah.
0: Like, because we just know. And, And again, like it just hasn't really taken a hold in this way that I think, you know, it's like it's the kindness of others thing which is a which helps, but it sh- really shouldn't be the kindness of others that like funds your livelihood because you're, working a, your you're working a job you're working a job
2: One other thought about that that uh you know self-sustained economy of people working in the service industry who all tip each other out there is no worse type of person to me in the on the planet than a service industry employee who tips shittily when they go out
0: mm.
1: that you are the same
0: they exist i go oh, yeah. How? how could I've, you be that person
1: there's something broken inside of them yeah god there There was this woman um shout out aldersey there's no way she listens to this um but she, i used to work with her at the at the comedy cellar and she at the time she's uh she's sober now for five or six years um congrats shout out shout out sobriety aldersey but um, she she would get blackout drunk, like 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 fucking cookie monster eye blackout <laughs> drunk and like tip bartenders like a hundred dollars for two <laughs> drinks. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But like and we'd be like, Aldersey, that's very generous of you. But do you really want to give your entire night? And she's like, no, no, no. They deserve it. We're off work. We, we work at the comedy cellar. I'll be fine. And then the next day, inevitably we all be at work. She's like, what the fuck? Like, like just looking through her apron from the night before, like what the fuck happened to all my money? And we're, we're like, I'll just say, really like, do you really need to ask at this point? And she'd be like, <laughs> Oh, did I do it again? We're like, yeah, you're just, you're just a kind, beautiful person. Like, don't be oh. mad at yourself.
0: <laughs> protect, protect at all costs.
2: Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay, guys, we're going to move on to uh, our topic. Um, and it's a pretty simple one. Is very open-ended shitty coworkers. how do we feel do you have do you remember specific examples what do you do when you have a really shitty coworker? and if you guys have examples outside of the uh uh service industry that's okay too but the reason that i uh thought of this is because uh one of my friends just recently was telling me about how there's a new co-worker at her bar and not so she apparently like blows up the group chat that includes the manager shitting on her and other people and saying like this person didn't do what they were supposed to do with their closing already a red flag but then on top of that this person is getting blackout drunk on their own shifts and like not even leaving you have to put the, you have to put like all the money away in a safe at the end of the day. She like leaves the safe open, leaves the bar unlocked. And it's like, you can't do both. And there are people like that. I've worked with people like that who don't give a fuck about throwing you under the bus and then Mm -hmm. also are really bad at their jobs. And that shit is mind numbing to me. So what do you guys, that, that that's just like clear deflection.
1: Yeah. Right. Like just ratting other people out when you're clearly like fucking up or nervous that you're fucking... Maybe the blackouts, you know, getting fucked up at work. She's like, wait a second, who knows what what the fuck happened last night. Let me quickly hop on this group chat and fucking rat someone else out. You know, I'm like side work like that shit. That's fucking that's garbage.
0: Like you have to actively be a not good coworker in a restaurant because the nature of it is to take care of each other and to like have mm-hmm. each other's back. And because of the way that restaurants are set up, you being a narc, that's the worst thing you could be in a restaurant. Yeah. Like, you know, like we're trying to be out here and survive, you know, we're eating dirty food off of other people's plates. We're doing stuff. We're putting bread rolls in our pockets for later. You know, we're taking a roll of toilet paper home. (laughs) Like don't narc us out, you know? Yeah. So it's, yeah, that's,
1: that's for the shitty micromanaging managers. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Follow like it, it, micromanager it, podcast. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, I think I'm, I was trying to think of like, if I had like a very specific account of a shitty coworker and I would say like most of the time it would be like, you'd show up for work and you'd be like, ah, oh, fuck, I'm working with so-and-so like, they're just, they just kind of suck. And I think a lot of that, unfortunately, was just like, they just didn't have the greatest personality. I don't know. You know, like, they just weren't that engaging. Maybe they just like, I don't know. Who knows? But they just didn't vibe or something. And they usually never lasted long. Like, the shitty ones kind of always seem to fall off. But you would just be like, oh, this is going to be boring or whatever. (laughs) But the worst is definitely, like, a shitty manager. Like, that really. Because they're, they're the ones who, like you know, can make or break your day in terms of like, if you make money, if you enjoy yourself, if you, if it's going to be a long shift, a short shift, you know, so. oof.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I, it's just, there's a whole totem pole of like bad, what that means to be a bad coworker, you know, like the, the lightest of it, like you mentioned, Emily is, is when they're just not that fun to be around, which sucks and in the service industry you, you you hope for more because that's sort of your fucking saving grace like that to like that's this is the thing that i don't understand about these people nobody fucking told me this it doesn't i don't i doubt anybody told either of the two of you this you just instinctively know when you're working in a bar or restaurant we're in this together right it's us against the motherfucking world Like like we were talking about tipping. You're not going to get tipped well half the time. Your manager is going to put their foot up your ass because they're having a bad day. The customers are going to be dickheads. Everything is against you except for your fucking team. And even if you're not working the same same night, even if you never have the same nights or the same uh, shifts, you're still a part of the same team. And we're still a part of the same family, and we have each other's backs. and we we do the side work as best we can to leave it better for the person, not not because the manager wants it, not because the owner mm-hmm. wants it, but because I'm not trying to fuck over that next person who has to come in here and and work this job. and and if there's an issue, and we've talked I've mentioned this on the podcast before, if there's an issue, I'm going to talk to you, Emily. I love you, girl, but dude, you got to fucking clean the sink before you leave. Like it's a mess in the mornings. I'll tell you that's your face and trust that you're going to make a difference. Mike, you, I'm just trying to think of like the funniest possible thing. You Hit came, me. you, you came in the, in the sink. No, nope, <laughs> coming <laughs> on the wall. <laughs> ah. uh, no, but you know, and, and we police one another, we respect one another and, and You know that makes the load that much lighter. Um, So when people are throwing people under the bus, and Mm. and then on the other end, you know, not doing their part, it's it goes back to like a a bartender who doesn't tip. It's like there is no you. You're here. You're experiencing what we're all experiencing. There is no excuse for you to be that selfish. And and, and we see it a lot. I, I see it a lot. I'm very fortunate at the moment to have a really good staff around me. Uh, by now, the episode is out with three girls who work at the bar. They're all fun. They're all great. They're all, they all are cut from the, the right cloth, but that's rare. And I, and I don't know why it, why it has to be like that.
1: On the lighter end of um, shitty coworkers, uh, if uh, if you're if you're a server or bartender who's working with a bartender, I guess this would mostly be for servers who uh, don't have control of the liquor. If, if you're nice, if if you're doing well enough that you have a bartender who's serving you drinks on the clock, on the sly, have the wherewithal to keep your shit together. Yeah, okay? I'm just gonna say this big deal uh, because because I had a I had you know there was. I worked at the Comedy Cellar for many years, and I had my fair share of incidents where I had to talk to management. I was always able to, you know, I, like I said, I worked there 12 years, so obviously I wasn't being fired. But the one time I genuinely got in trouble, there was a kitchen guy, Gilberto, very sweet man. I loved him a lot. We'd always talk about, we'd talk about music. He loved he loved Slayer and Metallica. We'd talk about them, and I'd pour him a little Jack and Cokes on the side. That boy came in one day and he was drunk already, and I didn't notice it. Mm -hmm. And I poured him like a good one, and he came out of the kitchen like 20 minutes later, right? Fucking googly eyed, (laughs) and he's got a and he's got a rag over his hand, right? And it's and it seems to be covered in blood, right? And this is going on. He's sitting at a table and. He looks kind of pale and everyone's like, Gilberto, we need to see this cut on your hand. We need to see if we need to take you to the hospital. Yada, yada. He's talking gibberish, like his English is 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 gotten worse. And um, and he f- finally moves the rag and there's no cut. <laughs> he must have he like dipped his hand in like he must have dipped the rag in like beet juice or something. I don't know how <laughs> he made it look like blood. And and he was trying to get himself he wanted to leave and take himself to the hospital, quote unquote, <laughs> because he got so fucked up and couldn't work. So he literally faked a hand oh injury. Like God. he sliced the shit out of himself to get out of work. What yada name? yada yada. How did he get so fucking drunk at work? Who's bartending? Mike, what's up? Come in early tomorrow. We need to talk to you. Um, so yeah, that's my PSA. Did you Keep lose your job? shit together? No, I didn't lose my job. I didn't lose my job. It was, okay. it was, I was early on. I was, I was, I was like the head bartender. So it would have been a disaster if they got rid of me at that point. But you know, I no, played that, it, I played that, it down. I was like, this was the first time I've ever done it. This, I can't believe it. <laughs> that is a great point though. Uh, I've yeah. I've, had, I've had it Hold happen-
2: your shit down, man. Hold your shit down. A couple times. We've talked about this before. You need a little bit of lubrication to get in to, mm-hmm. to do your best job. Most people do, not everybody does. I certainly do need to be a little lubed up. Um, but then there's that window between lubed up enough to, to fit the stick in your ass, and then, uh, and then
0: Laurent, we're not talking about your other job. Okay, this
2: is yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. That's for my other podcast. Let's get, let's get uh, into it though. Come on. <laughs> um, you know, but but not so much that you're that you're not capable of doing your job i i told a story on, on the podcast a long time ago about this girl who got so drunk i was friend we were friends with her we went to go check her out at, at her job before we had to go to a show that was across the street she was so drunk that she was couldn't speak she's oh behind god. the bar drooling on herself and people are saying can i have a budweiser and she just kind of slowly
0: oh my uh, god oh no
2: and it's like yeah that's insanity but there you know you don't have to be that drunk to be outside the lines of of being a responsible employee and for a lot of people that's a very difficult thing to ask start drinking have fun be the center of attention everybody wants you to have a drink we're getting money but hey don't drink too much it's yeah. it's a weird thing and 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 it takes a long time to to figure out that balance and, and hopefully you figure that out before losing your job
1: Laurent, yes, I just want to, I just want to acknowledge, um, I just want to quickly acknowledge just for the listeners. Um, and, and it'll lead into something that just, uh, that Emily just brought up, but, um, can I just drop the fact that I almost quit the podcast? Sure. <laughs> sure. Let them know. So I just, I just want to throw this out there. Y'all that, uh, a few weeks ago I was having a moment. I think it, I think it's, uh, there's a lot of, uh, I have a lot of emotions going on right now just with the writer's strike and, um, personal personal projects and yada 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 and i i i just had a feeling one day and the way i deal with feelings is i talk about them as soon as i can but i think this this one i this one i had jumped the gun on and Laurent, have i Laurent and i have already talked about it but i called and i said hey man i'm just overwhelmed with different things going on in my life i'm not sure if the podcast is is right for me at the moment you know in in so many words Mm -hmm. literally Laurent over the next week and a half at least three people who i did not know greeted me or introduced themselves to me by shaking my hand and saying by the way i love the podcast oh that's awesome and i was like like literally three people i did not know one was a bartender at um at uh where did alex used to work uh oh yes but spritzen house yeah we went to spritzen house i was talking to this bartender the whole time and we're we're you know, paying our check at the end and shake his hand. I was like, nice to meet you, man. He goes, you know, also, by the way, huge fan of the podcast, love the Amazing. last episode. Like he was like an up-to-date fan. Very cool. um, another girl uh, was hanging out with, you know, our, our sort of circle of friends over there. But she literally, she was like, Oh my God, from under the apron. I was like, what the fuck is going <laughs> on? You know? Um, so I, I, I'd be lying if I said though, all those interactions that I had in that week afterwards, Before I before I called you to say, Laurent, I've made a huge mistake. Uh, (laughs) I'd be lying if I said those didn't help with that, where I was like, you know, I was just sort of like, like, Mike, this shit is fun. Stay in the game. You got this. This is a great time. But yeah.
2: Well, so, so happy to to have you back and, and, and to keep this thing going, because I think you're you're a great part of it. I didn't know it was because you're just a fame whore. I didn't realize it was because <laughs> you're like, oh, all these fucking people know who I am. Like, yes, I'll stick around now.
1: You got
0: that taste yeah. of it, you know? I f- <laughs>
1: I f- did I swear after the third one, I was like, did Laurent plant these people? <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> no. Did he set this up? I <laughs> know I didn't. But uh, oh, yeah, I, I, I'm really happy. And, and you know, I, I get it, man. I, I, I understand where you, you were coming from, but I'm very happy to have you. And, and you know, in regards Beat to- human to people starting to know who we are and and having a little bit of of you know that that type of stuff happening like love it shout out to all you guys out there love you um we're not going right. fucking anywhere i love doing Hell this yeah. i believe in this thing i know mike does too um so we're here we're here we're gonna keep going until uh until ironically i don't have to bartend anymore yeah. <laughs> um so anyway speaking of all of the the vast usefulness of Mike on the podcast.
1: Ooh. Where are we at? What are we doing? Let's do uh Hey everyone. It's welcome to Chris Marcella's fast five <laughs> today. It might even be a fast six Ooh. just because, Oh yeah. And let me just throw this out there really quick. Um, I know that uh, for any of the, the avid listeners out there, Mike's hot topic, in case you were a fan of Mike's hot topic, I know it's not around. Laurent and I had talked and we decided it just, it wasn't flowing necessarily um well enough yet um but that being said i have to give a, a a a retro a retroactive uh shout out to my wife laura belmont check her out on instagram laura belmont art um she helped me out with so many of my mike's hot topics Aww. and also with my fast five questions like sometimes like I'll i'll be like trying to get it together and i'm you know, I'm overthinking it, you know, like I'm, I'm trying to like make, they make them funny or I'm trying to make them something. And Laura, she, she'd always help me out with the, with the, with the hot topic. Give me a really, like most of those topics were her idea. I did the research and everything, but she was the one who hit me with the topic. So that's a retroactive shout out. out. She likes to give me shit that I didn't shout her out enough for it. (laughs) And she's right. She's a hundred percent. Right. But I will say that today there's always
0: a woman behind the overalls, you know,
1: <laughs> it's true, man. It's true. She did watch these last, um, but uh, I will say that today's Chris Marcellus Fast Five is 100% from Laura Belmont. Let's Ooh. we're gonna do a new edition, it's Laura Belmont's Fast Six. Okay. All right, so for Emily or anyone out there who doesn't know. This is the Fast Five. It is five rapid-fire questions. Emily's going to take no time. She's just going to send her answer right back. First thing that comes off the top of her head. Christmas Marcella's Fast Five. Oh, ten. All right, Emily, are you ready? I'm ready. All right, number one. Red or black licorice? Red. Number two. Have you ever been bird watching?
0: No. Am I supposed to? I feel like that's like coming. It's 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 on the horizon, but you know.
2: I thought you meant that you thought that watching birds was like having an orgasm.
0: Oh no. (laughs) No, like the 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 desire. The desire to coming. (laughs) I mean, sometimes I look out my window right now and I'm like, oh, look at that red one. She's cute. But I don't (laughs) I don't have an interest of knowing. What her name is yet. It, for my it's other
1: podcast, yeah. yeah. Well, Emily, all you need is a good friend over the age of forty-seven to get you yeah. a book, and then Mm-mm. you're locked in.
0: I have a feeling. Um,
1: yep. Yeah. By forty-seven, I mean thirty-eight, and I'm going to give you that book. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um. Uh. Have you? Would you rather go to a? <laughs> Hold on. Oh, I'm gonna skip that one. Uh, number three. How do you do with rodents?
0: Oh, I'm fantastic at killing rodents. Oh, hell yeah. Wow, you
1: you just took me through the fucking gamut on that one. I thought, (laughs) okay, go on.
0: Is that what you meant? Like murdering them? No, that's
1: it. Yeah, that's it. So I have a a quick little story
0: for that if you want to hear it. Please. One time in my parents' house, um, during COVID times, we had a, a rat in the house somehow got in. And was eating like the food that was, you know, in the fruit bowl and stuff like that. And I was the only one living there at the time. Called my parents who are in Spain. And I'm like, you guys, we have a rat. I don't know what to do. My dad goes, Don't worry, I'll take care of it. Um, and From apparently Spain. he Yeah, so he apparently called a pest control person called um Daddy's pest control, right? My dad Daddy. calls and he, the, the guy goes, hi, daddy's pest control. My dad goes from Spain, probably drunk off of nice Spanish wine goes, is this daddy? And the guy just pauses, doesn't say anything. And he goes, we have a rat. And he goes, tell me where it is. <clears throat> guy comes over. You know, he is exactly what you think if he's daddy's pest control. I mean, he's big. He's got a lot of tattoos. He's screaming instead of talking and um he put a bunch of rat traps down and then went away on vacation and we we caught a rat in the rat trap and i called and i said there's a rat in the rat trap huge one i mean huge like Alive. probably like three pounds no it was dead <clears throat> okay. and he goes just put a bucket on top and when i get back in a <laughs> week i'll come get it and i was like no and he goes well i guess you could d- dispose of it yeah so i did I took it out of the trap and I disposed of that rat. And to this day, you have rat problems, you call rat mommy because I'll take care of it.
1: I'll take care of it. Mommy rata. Yeah. Okay. So
0: that's my story. I love (laughs)
1: it. All right. Uh, I think that was number three. Number four. Uh, This actually kind of goes with number three. Are you generally afraid of basements?
0: No. Mm -mm. Okay.
1: I should have asked that one before the rats. Um, and then I think I'm just going to close. I I take back the, uh, fast six. I think I'm just going to go with five today. Um, if you could get a a classic bumper sticker that we've all seen throughout the years, you know, driving about, which one would you put on your your car?
0: Dolly for president.
1: Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I love it. Let's go. I feel
0: like that is, that's like, it's like the... The most politically neutral, not neutral thing you could do, you know, Absolutely. like yeah. it does. It means that you don't like either, but you also are kind of like, give me a hug. You know, yeah. that's like Straight what up. it means. Yeah. Yeah. Any you love
2: big
1: <laughs> groups. Yeah. Um, okay. Wonderful. I just, I just saw this great, I, really quick. I just saw this really great short clip of Dolly Parton where she's on like a talk show and someone's like, Dolly, what's... What's uh? What's one sentence you have for all the men in the world? And she said, "If you just wait till I turn around, I also have a great ass." Oh, <laughs> I it love fucking that! Brilliant. <laughs> wow, fantastic! She, oh, Dolly. She's she, yeah, she is it's truly about her. She's
2: just a truly. fucking G, like, she
0: cracked the code, man. Whatever it yeah. is, she did it.
2: Um. Okay, guys, that was wonderful, Emily. I love you. I'm so glad. I love you, you too, did babe. Um. What did we learn today? If you if you need Somebody to bail you out of getting fired. Call one eight hundred Jimmy. He's yes. cost about two hundred dollars an hour. I'll yes. I'll put you in touch, but he won't respond to my text message. <laughs> um, if you need to get fucked in the ass, use some lube. Listen to my other podcast. Yes. Uh, and Mike, but his other podcast is called Daddy's Pest Control. Dad, by the way. Daddy,
0: <laughs> Rat Daddy,
2: Rat Daddy, Daddy Pod, um, and uh, and Mike uh,
1: loves fame. So uh, <laughs> yeah, Mike's a big old
0: fame whore. A, apparently, a big
1: old fame whore. I'm, I'd um, like to just, I'd like to just say that I'm a whore in general. Okay, okay. <laughs> so really that, yeah, <laughs> All right. that filters um, down as it does, you know.
2: So we're we're gonna move on to the very end of the show where we have a, our guest tell a joke or quote. M, what do you got for yes. us?
0: All right, I got a quote for you guys. <clears throat> All right, I believe that if life gives you lemons, you should make lemonade. And try to find someone whose life has given them vodka and have a party. <laughs> Danny DeVito. Yeah. My Hell
2: yeah. Hell yeah.
0: <laughs> Danny
2: DeVito was a big topic on uh on, on the last one. I love uh, no DeVito. on an episode that's gonna come out oh. soon. So uh Danny, Danny DeVito, keeping him alive. Two, Emily, life gives you vodka. Yes. I love you. Mike, I love you. Love everybody you, everybody out there. We love you. Thank you for supporting us. Thank you for sharing that post about that, Robert. Thank you for yeah. everything. And we will see you guys next time. Love you. Love
0: you. Thank Goodbye. you, guys. Bye. Guys. Bye. Bye.